Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast where we're going to be looking at free agency trades day one, day two, looking at where we're at right now and everything involving free agency and teams and rumors and all of that stuff. And we are going to look at what's going on right now. So let's get started with that. So I want to start with something that hasn't happened yet, but it's the biggest or some of the biggest news in free agency, which is the Kevin Durant situation and the Kyrie Irving situation. So Kyrie Irving opted into his player option and it seemed like he wanted to stick around with Durant and it seemed like he wanted to finish his commitment with Durant. But it sounds like both of those guys want out. Kyrie wants out and he's forcing, trying to force his way to the Lakers. We'll talk about Kyrie first. Kyrie Irving Um, It seems like he wants to go to L.A., and it seems like Brooklyn is not 100% in on letting Kyrie have his way. I think Brooklyn wants to do what they want to do, and if it happens to be the Lakers, that's fine. But I don't think they want Westbrook, and I don't think there's a package that the Lakers could offer that would get Kyrie Irving to L.A. And maybe if he was a free agent, it would be different because he just signed there for whatever. But he opted in, he's getting another year, 30 plus million, and I don't think the Lakers are a team that's going to go for him because of what Brooklyn would want, and they don't have that, right? If they wanted, you know, Russell Westbrook and Townhorn Tucker and a bunch of first round picks, you could justify that, but Brooklyn doesn't seem interested in, in what the Lakers have, and so it doesn't seem like there's a viable option. Now, there are a whole host of teams that could be interested. I did read something that said maybe Dallas could be interested. I mean, I don't know anyone who would want to touch Kyrie Irving within a 10-foot pole because he's got so many issues. He has basically opted to leave every place he's played, whether it's Cleveland, Boston, and now Brooklyn. So he has not once played somewhere and actually been happy or wanted to stay. He's always had an issue, and he wants to leave. They could wait till the trade deadline to get rid of him or just let him walk next year. I think Brooklyn is not too inclined to move him to where he wants. If it's the right deal for Brooklyn, then they'll do it. But maybe it'll take some time uh, and maybe they'll get something finished. But for now, it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen, at least in my opinion. Maybe uh, eventually. But I think the two sides just want to split and I also think that the Brooklyn Nets have a little bit of a luxury of waiting because I don't think they're as worried about Kyrie as KD because Kyrie has had his issues and he's a one-year contract and if he plays a year and leaves then that's fine I think they'll try and figure out his situation eventually but for now uh, they're going to hold on to him until they find the right deal Kevin Durant also is someone who wants out and his preferred list is Phoenix and his preferred list is Miami. Now, first with Miami, it's probably not going to happen because Bam Adebayo would be the centerpiece of a deal. And I think Brooklyn wants Bam Adebayo, but with Ben Simmons on the roster, you can't take two uh, max rookie contract guys and put them together because of the CBA. So Ben Simmons and uh, Bam Adebayo can't be on the same team. Um, And so... There's no real meat to this offer, right? Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero don't match salaries, and the only way they could do it is with Bam Adebayo, but that's not going to happen. So I think Miami's out on this one. Durant 
not going to Miami unless Ben Simmons gets traded somewhere else, which that's a whole other ball of wax that I think they're focused on just Durant. Now, Phoenix is a more interesting one, and there is a little bit that can take place to make Phoenix a team that's interested. Um, obviously, they're the best team in the Western Conference last year. They didn't make the finals. Kevin Durant could get them to the finals, and this is a more viable option because between Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, and some of the other young guys, you can make the case that this could be an ideal situation for a Durant trade. Now, I don't know if um, DeAndre Ayton is someone that Brooklyn actually wants. Um, I don't know if um, he is their ideal candidate. But what could happen is a three-team deal with John Drayton going somewhere else and draft picks or players going to Brooklyn. For example, the Pacers could have interest in John Drayton, potentially Miles Turner and a first-round pick go to Brooklyn, and then John Drayton goes to the Pacers. So I think there's merit to a deal with that. Maybe Miles Turner, Mikhail Bridges, a first-round pick from the Pacers, and a bunch of first-round picks from Phoenix with pick swaps and whatever thrown in there. There's uh, that possibility, which I don't know if that'll happen, but it could happen. And uh, I think Phoenix has more to offer, even if DeAndre Ayton's not someone that uh, the Nets want. So my guess, and this is just me, is Brooklyn has waited a few days for this. Because the first day of free agency, Kevin Durant said he wants out. Even like hours before it actually began, he said that. And so... The Brooklyn Nets probably haven't done anything because A, their package is not what's out there they're looking for, and B, maybe they hope that he changes his mind. And a lot of times teams will try and hope that somebody changes their mind and, oh, they want to stay again, but you've already kind of ruined the relationship, so you're already kind of done just in that regard. So I think finding the right deal is important, and because Durant's under contract for four years, it's easy to say, let's wait a little bit, see what's going on, and, and make the right deal when it comes out. And so Durant, probably not moving at the moment, but if there is a team out there that's willing to give a lot up to get Durant, then they will go for it. He is someone who has injury history. He's also getting up there in age, 33, 34, so I think they'll wait for the right offer and go from there. So let's look at the free agency trade situation with uh, the offseason coming to day two or three. We're now in day three when this podcast is being um, posted. So we're basically going to look from the most recent all the way down. Obviously, the bigger deals will get more explanation, discussion, and we'll go from there. So first, let's go here. Uh, Damon Lee is agreed to one-year deal with the Phoenix Suns. He was with Golden State last year, ended up getting a championship ring, comes to Phoenix as a pretty solid uh, bench piece, um, and uh, I think this is a pretty good spot for him. Not too bad. Indiana Pacers have agreed to a two-year $9.6 million deal to get Jalen Smith to return. He's 22, averaged 13 points, 7 rebounds, and 1 block in 22 games for the Pacers. This is an interesting move because I think he could be a potential, you know, long-term piece. I think he was kind of not uh, received well in Phoenix, and he got traded in 
a deal for, I think, Tory Craig. And, yeah, this move was um, pretty good for Indiana. They added a nice bench piece. Uh, could be a potential starter if they move on from Miles Turner. But he's a nice bench piece for sure. Then we have the Golden State Warriors agreeing to a two-year, $9.3 million deal with Golden State Warriors. Uh, they brought in Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, he was with Milwaukee, then traded to Sacramento. He averaged nine points, four rebounds. Uh, not really what I would say the greatest player, but he could get some sort of a revitalization with the Golden State Warriors as a bench shooting guard. I think Golden State needed a point guard off the bench more. But if Jordan Poole is that guy, then DiVincenzo can be your backup shooting guard. Fits very well, very nicely. Then we have probably one of the biggest trades of this offseason, if not the biggest, depending on how you look at it. Very questionable for one side, pretty good move for the other. Utah Jazz are trading Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, Leandro Balermo, and a bevy of draft picks. They get unprotected first round picks in 23, 25, 27, and a top five protected pick in 2029. So four first round picks, one, two, three, four young players, Patrick Beverly for Rudy Gobert. So here's my thoughts. I'm going to start with the clear victor, which is the Utah Jazz. Utah got a ton of players. They got a ton of draft picks. This was an amazing move for them. And if they're building around Donovan Mitchell, this is a great start because Donovan Mitchell now has a bunch of young pieces to build with. They got draft picks to use for trades in the future. And this move is 100% the best situation for them because they got so much stuff, I think. You know, they could move Donovan Mitchell and just full-on rebuild, which I don't know if they would do, but... They got a new coach in Will Hardy. Now they got uh, rid of Rudy Gobert. I think they're trying to clear up some of the issues. Um, and I think Utah, they did great. This was a great move. Um, I don't know if Walker Kessler could be their future at the center. He was a first-round pick, so my guess is potentially. But I like this move so much for their team. And it's probably an A-plus move, in my opinion. The Minnesota Timberwolves... It's an interesting move for them because Rudy Gobert definitely makes them better. Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, that's pretty good. But the problem I see is Carl Anthony Towns is their starting center and has been for a while. And Rudy Gobert is a center. And it's hard for me to see how both of these guys in today's NBA are going to pair well together because Carl Anthony Towns is not the greatest offensive shooter uh, I think you know this is not the most ideal situation for Rudy Gobert because there's already a center in place obviously Carl Anthony Towns will have to move to the four Rudy Gobert will take the five I think this team is uh, trading away a lot for Gobert because let's be honest most of us thought if he got traded two first round picks and some young guys maybe he's filler salary like when we were talking about Atlanta potentially interested in Rudy Gobert, I threw out John Collins and Clint Capella and maybe a first-round pick, and that was a fair deal. Now, this is what you get, which is basically highway robbery, because Utah 
makes out like bandits and if it turns out that Rudy Gobert is the next great piece that makes this team better I got no problems with that I think there's a lot of teams out there in the Western Conference that can't compete in the big man spot now because there's Twin Towers Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns this deal is gonna have to take a year or two of me seeing how Gobert fits for me to make a decision on if Minnesota really is as big of a loser as it seems like. Right now, it seems like Utah's winning this deal, but if somehow Minnesota has a great season, things go great, then maybe they do turn into this, you know, superstar team and maybe it works out better for them because Anthony Edwards looks like a star in the making. Carl Anthony Towns is there, so is Gobert. I think, you know, Russell is former all-star. D'Angelo Russell could be a great point guard with this group. I think for Minnesota, they didn't really win this right now, but if it goes great, they could be a much better situation. So right now, I think it's highway robbery for Utah, but who knows how this trade's going to look going down the line. Next is this little nugget of information, two actually, with Golden State. So Golden State has agreed to a three-year, $25.5 million deal, Kayvon Looney to return. He was their starting center. He is their best center, and he's a big part of their team. So he is sticking around. Nevjala Belginka has informed Golden State he is leaving the NBA to return to Turkey, and apparently he is going back to the Turkish League where he played in 2013 and 2015. Um, He was a champion with uh, Fenerbahce those years. So they lose uh, Belginka. Kevin Looney's coming back and you know I think uh, not a bad move um, bringing him back because he was a big part of their team and is a big part of their team. Then we have probably one of the most lopsided trades of this offseason. Indiana Pacers, Malcolm Brogdon, Boston Celtics, Daniel Tice, Aaron Nesmith, a first-round pick, top 12 protected, plus Nick Stauskas, Malik Fitz, and Juan Morgan in this deal. So, yeah, this is a situation where the Celtics won this deal hands down. And if you look at this from both sides, I'll look at the Celtics side first. Malcolm Brogdon, yes, he has injury problems, but he averaged 19 points a game last year and was a very good point guard, shooting guard for this Indiana Pacers team. And he didn't fit Indiana anymore because if you look at this deal, they got Tice, who's a center, Aaron Nesmith, who's a small forward, a bunch of role players who are not point guards. They have Duarte, they have TJ McConnell, they have Buddy Heald, they have um, Tyrese Halliburton. So they're all set with guards. They have no use for Brogdon. Brogdon will fit in nicely with Marcus Smart and Derek White. This is an amazing deal for Boston. And a lot of people were thinking, like, what's Boston going to do? Because they got to the finals and couldn't win. Are they going to go for a big player? There was the Kevin Durant rumors, and people were interested to see if they'd get involved. But they made the right choice not going after Durant. And they made the right choice keeping Jalen Brown, even though I was all interested in potentially exploring Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. But Brogdon coming here is an amazing move for Boston. This is an amazing situation, an amazing trade. Um, They made out like bandits. And 
that first round pick's probably going to be somewhere in the 20s, probably like 27. So it's not like they're getting an amazing first round pick. So this deal was great. They got rid of players that had no use in Boston. Let's be honest, Aaron Nesmith didn't pan out. So anyone in Boston saying Aaron Nesmith was a big part of this team, he, he wasn't. He was a failure as a draft pick. And getting Malcolm Brogdon was amazing. I love this. And it's a great deal for the Celtics. Pacers, not as much. It was basically um, highway robbery. They did open up uh, $10 million in cap space so they could go after maybe DeAndre Ayton, which is probably what they're going to do. Um, but this is a good move for Boston, for sure. Next is the Atlanta Hawks trading Kevin Herter to the Sacramento Kings for Justin Holiday, Maurice Harkless, and a future first-round pick. So this is a great move. It's a 2024 lottery-protected first-round pick to the Hawks. For Herter, sources told ESPN the pick becomes top 12 protected in 2025 and top 10 protected in 2026. So Atlanta traded away a player that was not really needed. They brought in DeJounte Murray. I think Justin Holliday is a great bench piece. Mo Harkless is probably just a throw-in. This is a great move for Sacramento. I think it's a great move for Atlanta because... Um, Atlanta is getting a draft pick, which could be an all-important draft pick. And I think Sacramento gets their starting shooting guard. Uh, Jaron Fox, Kevin Herter, that's a pretty good one-two punch. Uh, this is a great move for Sacramento, and I think it's a great move for Atlanta. So this is not a lopsided deal by any means. Then we have free agent center Robin Lopez joining the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, for some reason, Cleveland keeps adding centers with Kevin Love, and they have now Robin Lopez and Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, and they have too many bigs. That's I don't know why this move happened, but he's there, and we'll see what happens. Cleveland, why don't you just have five centers on the court and see what happens? Uh, Trailblazers adding Drew Eubanks, um, one-year deal. Um, and uh, he's returning to Portland, so they added him in as a uh, one-year cheap contract. John Wall was bought out and officially agreed to a deal with the Los Angeles Clippers after leaving Houston. He is getting a $13.5 million two-year deal, taxpayer mid-level. Um, nothing wrong with that, nothing wrong there, um, for sure. Uh, so I like this move for the Clippers. I think he can be a nice backup or starting point guard, depending on where Reggie Jackson fits. Nurkic is going back four years, $70 million deal to stay with Portland. This is an amazing move for the Trailblazers who are trying to remake their team. And I like bringing him back for sure. DeJounte Murray was traded uh, for Danilio Gallinari and draft picks. And then San Antonio bought out Gallinari and he's coming to Boston. So Boston will sign Danilio Gallinari. This is his preference. This is where he's going. And once he clears waivers, he is going to the Boston Celtics. I like this move a lot. Celtics basically just got better by adding in two great players. And they could use another wing off the bench, but this move is great. They have a great team. It's going to be hard to see any team in the Eastern Conference compete with Boston. I'm just saying, it's going to be a tough one. Theo Pinson is returning to Dallas on a one-year deal. Um, the Mavericks... Uh, wanted him because he was a big part of their chemistry and culture and yeah Theo Pinson is coming back to Dallas um, ESPN uh, I'm reading uh, most of this information from there so 
Um, a lot of this comes from either Wojnarowski or Bobby Marks or any of the ESPN guys, uh, although there are others out there who have broken a lot of these stories. Mitchell Robinson is staying with uh, New York, four-year, $60 million contract. Not too bad. Uh, $15 million a year. Pretty good for him. Bruce Brown has agreed to a two-year, $13 million-plus deal with Denver. I like this. Uh, Denver adding in a nice bench shooting guard, point guard. He's a good player. I think maybe the dysfunction of the uh, dysfunction of Brooklyn has pushed him out, and he doesn't want to stay there anymore. Ricky Rubio is returning to the Cavaliers, three-year, $18 million deal. He played with the Cavaliers, got hurt, got traded to Indiana, and is back again. So I like Ricky Rubio. I like this for him. The Portland Trailblazers are adding in Gary Payton II, who is uh, a Golden State Warriors um, player last year who had a great run in the finals and is joining the Blazers on a three-year $28 million deal. I like this for him. Uh, the Warriors, I think, offered him the taxpayer mid-level. Um, they don't have a lot of money to spend, so obviously if he gets a bigger deal, he's going somewhere else for sure. Uh, Devin Booker and John Morant both signed uh, contracts. Uh, Devin Booker signed the max, super max extension, um, and John Morant has a four-year designated rookie extension, $226 million. So both of those guys got their extension. Uh, Jokic got an extension, five-year, $264 million super max extension. Not too bad. Carl Anthony Towns has a four-year, 224 Supermax extension, so a bunch of Supermax extensions right there. Then we got Andre Drummond going to Chicago, two-year, $6.6 million deal. Uh, the second year has a player option, not too bad. Jalen Brunson, finally, four years, $104 million with the Knicks. Uh, this is expected, and it happened. They cleared up a lot of cap space. Jalen Brunson's moving closer to home and is probably going to be their starting point guard. I do like this for their team, but hopefully Brunson actually works out. DeLon Wright has agreed to a two-year $16 million deal to join the Washington Wizards. Um, I like this guy uh, as a backup in uh, Washington. I think he didn't get a good look in Atlanta, which was tough to see, but he's a good player for Washington, so I like this a lot. Minnesota has two-year $18 million deal for Kyle Anderson, so... Kyle Anderson could be the starting small forward next to Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. I like this move. I think Minnesota adding on the fringes. Um, Minnesota is going to be an interesting team to watch with Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know how that's going to work out. We'll have to kind of wait and see what happens. So moving to next, uh, Orlando adding Gary Harris, two-year, $26 million contract extension. Um... Yeah, he averaged 10 points with the Magic and was uh, with uh, Orlando and came over in the Aaron Gordon trade. So, good move uh, for Orlando. Washington Wizards are signing a two-year deal to Anthony Gill. Uh, 3.7 points over 70 games for Washington over the past two seasons. Just uh, another bench piece, uh, not too much there. Philadelphia 76ers are stealing P.J. Tucker away from Miami. Uh... P.J. Tucker, three-year, $33.2 million. Um, pretty good. Um, won a championship with Milwaukee, went to Miami, and now taking his talents to Philly. Not too bad. Juano Toscano-Anderson has agreed to a deal with the Lakers. Um, he was on Golden State before uh, he left this offseason. 
So the Lakers adding a nice piece off the bench if he does anything for them. Uh, JaVale McGee, three-year deal with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I'm surprised this guy's still playing. Um, he's been, like, going all over. So he is in Dallas. Los Angeles Lakers have agreed to a one-year veterans minimum with Troy Brown Jr. He is 22 years old. Could do something. He was in Chicago last. But I don't think he's really panned out as well. So he is um, not a, a bad player. Nicholas Claxton, two-year, $20 million deal to return to Brooklyn. Was a big part of their team last year as a starting center. I like uh, him a lot. And then the Lakers are signing guard Lonnie Walker to a one-year contract with the $6 million mid-level exception. I'm surprised because that seems very uh, low. I feel like he could have got more money somewhere else. But if he wants to go to L.A., go to L.A. Malik Monk is signing a two-year $19 million deal to join Sacramento Kings. Malik Monk uh, is gone, and Lonnie Walker is taking his spot as the young guy who was definitely underpaid. Why Malik Monk went to the Lakers in the first place is beyond me, but he went there, cheap contract, and now he got some money. Not too bad. Free agent guard Trevelyn Queen has agreed to a deal with the 76ers. I really have no idea who this player is, I guess. Uh, He averaged 4.4 points in 10 games for Houston last season. I have nothing to say because I don't really know anything about him. Nicholas Batum has agreed to a two-year deal to return to the Clippers. um, And uh, he is resigning for a little bit more. So not too bad. Lou Dort has opted out and has agreed to a five-year, $87.5 million deal to stay in Oklahoma City. He is a great player. I love what he has. He declined, uh, or the Thunder declined Dort's $1.9 million team option and made him a restricted free agent and paid him a lot of money. So, pretty good. Chris Butcher returns to Toronto on a three-year, $32.5 million deal. Uh, Not too bad out of him. Uh, Damian Jones has agreed to a two-year deal with the Lakers, uh, joining them as potentially a backup or starting center. Uh, Amir Coffey has agreed to a three-year $11 million deal with the Clippers. Um, Coffey spent his first two-plus season with the Clippers on a two-way contract, um, so uh, that's a good payday for him. Joe Ingles is joining the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, He was in Portland and Utah last season and now joins Milwaukee. Tyus Jones is returning to Memphis on a two-year, $30 million deal. He has been a great piece for their team. Daniel House has agreed to a two-year, $8.5 million deal with the 76ers. Uh, He played with uh, Houston, Utah, and New York last season. Bobby Portis is returning to Milwaukee on a $4.6 million uh, player option, which was declined, but $49.5 million contract over four years. Not too bad. Pretty good for him. Our Franny Simmons has agreed to a deal with the Portland Trailblazers, resigning four years, $100 million. $20 million a year is pretty good for him. Uh, and Bradley Beal re-signing with Washington, five years, $251 million maximum contract. Whether he leaves or stays long-term, who knows, but he is joining, joining uh, that team. Not too bad. Uh, Royce O'Neal was traded at the start of free agency for a 2023 first-round pick. So he's going to Brooklyn from Utah. So Brooklyn adding in Royce O'Neal, potentially a replacement for Durant if he ever gets um, ever goes uh, away. And then we have to talk about this um, because it hasn't been mentioned, which is the Jante Murray-Danilio Gallinari trade. 
that's a fucking crazy trade. The fact that this took place. I like this for Atlanta, even though the fit's not 100% the greatest. Obviously, San Antonio gets a bevy of draft picks, and it's not a bad move for them. And uh, I think this is a winner on both sides because Murray's going to be a great player. I love what Murray brings to the table. 100%, I love this so much. And then one of the biggest surprises of free agency, which actually caused one player to probably lose out on a big payday. Miles Bridges was arrested in Los Angeles on Wednesday. Uh, apparently, Bridges is facing felony domestic violence charges. Um, and it was expected he was going to be a restricted free agent and come back to uh, Charlotte. But I think Charlotte actually pulled their um, their chips away and are not even getting involved on the Miles Bridges front anymore. Because it just seems like... Um, he is no longer a part of their organization as, um, I guess, a free agent, and we'll see what happens with him, but he basically lost out on a big payday, um, and uh, yeah, he could be going to jail, could be doing a lot more, so who knows what's going to happen with him, but he went from one of the youngest players in free agency to get big money to probably not getting anything, so we'll see where he goes from here, unfortunately, um, you know, you make mistakes and you do stuff that is wrong, then you're probably going to go to jail or get fined or probation or what have you. And so Miles Bridges is definitely not playing basketball right now, and I don't know if he'll even play at all this season. So that's uh, something to watch. So even if he does come back, I don't think uh, there's going to be any uh, situation in which he uh, gets any money because no one's going to pay him especially with what's going on so we'll see what happens moving forward that's pretty much all of the big moves right now and all the moves that have really taken place um the new york knicks traded away alec burks and um Nerlens noel to detroit just to open up cap space for jalen brunson and yeah that's uh pretty much everything so we'll see what happens next we'll see if durant gets moved and what other you know, things take place.